Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law. And the Real Estate Radio Hour. Yes, indeed. Only this time we are broadcasting live from the Minnesota State Fair here at our broadcast center at WCCO. Nice to have you here. We're talking real estate yeah. this hour. I don't see your uh, your pal. I was going to say, boy, Chris really got good looking. <laughs> yes, that's not Chris, by the way. That is not Chris. Uh, but Andy is here, and you're going to introduce uh, your guest. We have Noelle with us. Yes, Noelle's well, been with us again. before. Yeah, she's I been Noelle. with us before. Yeah, Noelle's the one that loves the Facebook Live feed, which we're I, playing I'm, with as we speak. Yep, working on it. So those of you that want to see what's happening live at the fair, you can go to our, our live Facebook feed, and you'll see what's happening out here in the crowd. And Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot well, of fun, Denny. Chris is not here. Chris, uh, his son actually is a college quarterback football player. That's right. Off in uh, Colorado, and they're out there. Uh, they have a football game today, so Chris is off uh, viewing that and having a great time, I'm sure. But as usual, we will take uh, your real estate-related questions, uh, either from our uh, audience here at the State Fair via phone, which is 651-989-9226, or send a text at 81807, 81807. Plus, yeah. I see... Yeah. You brought. Are you going to be giving these things away? Yes, it's kind of a space. So in the crowd, we have our. Uh, what, how did they describe these? It's a, a it's mug, an insulated, mug, but stainless it's, steel mug. Yeah. of course, logoed with with our stuff. But allegedly, these were designed by NASA just for our show because they're big fans, big listeners of the show. And, of course, yeah. And I have to tell you, you know this already, but of course I, they didn't. I use but. this uh, every day. Yeah. Uh, I feel as an experiment to fill uh, fill that up with ice and some yeah. good drinking water, yeah, well, and the cubes last forever. No kidding. It is. It's it is good. really. Uh, is that what you call it? Water. No, that's that's water. Yeah. His water can actually start cars. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. The, uh, but it really is neat. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. And you yeah, got, so you have gonna, a few to give away here. We have uh, a dozen of them to give away. So. If we get to that point where we start asking some questions or if anybody has a question in the crowd, you'll be rewarded the first 12 with, uh, with a mug if you'd like one. Otherwise, we'll probably give them away at the end here. But, um, yeah. you know, interesting news this week, Denny. So we've been in a market here where with real estate, I've actually uh, watched where the summer it started to slow down. Where we're not getting that crazy frenzy of offers like we were in the spring. And it was kind of interesting that they actually had uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac this week. Um, I don't know if a lot of people knew this, but there's a shortage of inventory out there. We've all heard that, right? 
And Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae uh, have been holding back for the last couple of years uh, a bulk of their FHA foreclosed properties. They've been holding them back, and they're actually now going to start releasing them. Um, they were selling them to institutional investors at the tune of over 60,000 properties a year were not hitting the market. So in an effort to actually get the market moving again, FHA is going to allow some of these properties to come to marketplace. The goal is to provide housing um, under 250. So some of these properties that are, are, and they're not bringing them back the way they used to. They used to, you know, and not just FHA, but they would uh, distress properties, sometimes would come back where they were very, you know, in not in sellable shape, as they would say. And now they're being improved, they're being repaired, so they are move-in condition, and they would qualify for their own FHA financing. So I'm kind of excited. So that would be, you know, just in the Twin Cities market here, it'd be over 1,000 properties in the next 12 months that would be hitting the Twin Cities and affordable where, where we need it. And I think that's what's been stalling out our market. What do you think, Noel? Wow. I, I had no idea about that, actually. I guess I've been hiding under a rock. Um, I think that that's going to be super helpful. You know, there are a lot of buyers still out there looking in that price range, can't find anything, and uh, it hopefully will free up some of those multiple offer scenarios. Yeah, because it's been tough. I mean, the, the I think the part of the market, the first-time home buyers, is what was a big portion of our buyers this last year, and they're the ones that are stalling out on us, Danny, because they just don't have what they want to spend, uh, or the affordability of what they want to spend is just not there. So. They're, uh, they've just decided to be renters, and so yep. the, it's, it's really become an interesting market. Um, I think we're heading still in the right direction. Unemployment's great. You know, it's actually ridiculous. Consumer confidence is there. So we still have the, the perfect um, economy to keep things moving in housing, but, you know, it, it just depends. If people can't find a deal, it goes to prove a point. If they can't find something that seems fair, they, they don't do it. However, though, because there's so many rentals out there, or renters out there now, rental market is way up as well. So it's not necessarily a great time to rent no. either. So they really should keep looking for that home instead of signing on to longer leases. Well, Denny, we've talked about that. The uh, The rental market has been, on average, going up 5% a year for the last That's 12 huge. years. Yeah. I mean, who can afford that? I mean, seriously. Right. Right. That's crazy to me. And so it gets to a point of where rentals are not affordable. And uh, we actually, you know, so... So you look at, there's things out there, Danny, called like the affordability index. And the affordability index is something that the uh, National Association of Realtors uses to gauge the average homeowner that qualifies for a mortgage. And in the Twin Cities market, we have one of the most affordable markets um, on their charts. So the idea is they score up into the, um, the 200s on these, on these uh, programs. Um, and it, what it means is at 100% or at 100 your score means that you're balanced. Like you can afford to be at a 25% debt ratio on your loan, and you, you, which is what they consider to be balanced. If you're above that, then the market goes below 100. So like some of the markets like California, New York, they have scores that are in the 70s and 80s because they just don't have affordable housing. In Minnesota, it's in the 170s. Mm-hmm. So that means that there's you know 74%, uh, you have 74% more budget to spend, and people are actually being conservative with their, mom, their numbers. Wow. Yep. Well, you know what? I mean, we know who Andy Prasky is, right? Yeah. But, but let's properly introduce <laughs> Sorry, Noel uh, your, your colleague here. Noel you Nielsen. mean everybody didn't already know? <laughs> yeah. Let's hear about Noel. I'm Noel Nielsen. Uh, Andy and I uh, are at the same brokerage together at Remax Manage Plus, and uh, I've got my own little team on the south side of the Twin Cities. We're called Bright Birch Group, and yeah. But you also, you know, are a videographer, a photographer, too, if I'm not mistaken, right? You, That's right. She's an underachiever, Denny. She's also an attorney. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Mother of three. Mother of three. Three little ones. We tried bringing them here yesterday to the state fair. It was their first time here, and it was very short-lived. We made it to Sweet Martha's. <laughs> we made it on the Sky Ride. And they got a Pronto Pup, and that is about it. Um, but Call it was it a, a success because we had very little meltdown activity. Seth may have had more meltdowns than the children. <laughs> well, here it is, uh, ten seventeen in the morning, and I look at the streets, and I have a feeling, you guys probably do too, this is going to be another record. Oh, yeah. yeah. No I doubt. think so, too. I actually was just looking this morning on the State Fair site, and so far this state record time, we've had four days that have been a, a record. Record breakers? Yeah. yeah. Well, last Saturday when we left the, st- uh, the stage here, we it was nuts. It was stroller to stroller, elbow to elbow. And uh, you could really tell that the the crowds were were heavy here. But it was, you know, what's fun is everybody has a smile on their face. Everybody's yeah. eating something. Everybody's happy. Um, you know, the lucky kids that get strolled around. I. Uh, <laughs> we need like a wagon that. for Andy. I would love. I would actually do it. I would lay in the wagon and let you pull me around. You and, would. Oh yeah. For I sure. mean, I can picture this. We could get one of those Clydesdales. <laughs> you come. Is hook that, you up. That's what they need, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you have uh, if if you happen to be here at this state fair at our broadcast center. And you have any kind of a real estate question, and you want a free mug, ask the question. You get a mug as long as they last. Isn't that yes, the, what that's right. Say? Yep. That's the, the, the disclaimer, as long as they last. Uh, or call us. Well, go ahead, Andy. I was going to say one quick thing. We do have a lot of you guys have legal questions that we've asked over the years. We actually have an attorney here today. So questions like, should I put my house into a trust? Should I? Mm-hmm. How do I avoid taxation when my kids inherit my property? Um, those kind of questions can be answered on today's show, so feel free to text or, uh, like we said, come on up and we'll, we'll get That's those questions answered. That's a good point because you guys as real estate agents, period, you cannot do that, tax or legal. We Correct. are not allowed to be legal advisors. All right. Well, t- on that note, but we will answer real estate questions. And get them up. Come on up here. 651-989-9226 or send a text at 81807. And we're back. Broadcasting live here at the Minnesota State Fair at our uh, WCCO Radio Broadcast Center. And it's the real estate show around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. If you have any kind of a real estate question and you happen to be here at the fair, uh, come on up to the deck and ask your question. And you can get one of these great uh, mugs that I use every day at home. They're great. really Put some ice in there and uh, nothing else, Noel. Just water and ice. Yeah, sure, Denny. <laughs> yeah, None of your car true. starter. No, no, no. Nothing like that. It really is All right. slick. Uh, oh, let's see. We have a question. Houses that were released onto the market? Yes. Yep. Who did you say was holding them? It was FHA, so the Federal Housing Administration, that releases through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac actually are the servicers of those loans. And so what ends up happening is they were selling them bulk to investors. So uh, Blackstone and Blackwater and some of these bigger groups that were buying um, thousands of houses at a time and holding them as rental properties. Actually, it was 33% of the market in 2012, and right now it's around 28% of the market still being sold that way. So it's, it's kind of weird because people always ask us, are we back to a healthy housing market? And I can say we've never had those kind of stimuluses in our marketplace before, so I don't know. You say all over the Twin Cities, so like in suburbs like Maple Grove and that area? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Equally distributed. If they were FHA property, so there's going to be limits. I think the FHA is somewhere in the low 400s for maximum. So if the neighborhoods are above that, they're probably not going to have those houses available because um, FHA is really designed to be affordable for more people. In the, so hey, she wants a, a mug. mug. Grab a mug. Hey, she wins a mug. How about that? Awesome. Thank you very much. Great questions. If you have a real estate question via phone, that number is 651-989-9226. 
And the text number is 81807. Now what? Andy? I don't know, man. Jeez, we've know. got so much talent up here. Seth. I know. Uh, Nielsen, the uh, better half or the? The, the better half. The sure. better half. That's the more calm half. Introduce your firm um, and what you do, and then let's uh, get some of these questions answered that they've uh, texted in. Sure. Well, thanks, Andy, for having me. Uh, Seth, my name is Seth Nielsen, and I'm with a firm in uh, Minneapolis called Healy, Duncan, and Melander. Um, licensed attorney in my practice is, uh, it's pretty broad. It focuses a lot on business representation. Okay. And I also do a lot of estate planning work and a lot of litigation, too. Oh, wow. Okay. So we today can ask you some of these real estate questions that we're uh, dying to answer, have answers to. Let's, let's talk about them. All right. All right, good. <laughs> uh, again, the, the text, that always seems to be the easiest method that people bring in their questions, 81807. Here's one that just came in uh, this morning. What is the average l- timeline from planning to sell and first discussions to closing on it? Boy, that's a great question. What do you think? Uh, it depends on the property. I mean, we uh, sometimes if you go in on uh, an offer and you make your offer contingent on the sale of your home, which is not as common these days, however, it is starting to happen again, you may be on market within two days and sold within another two days and mm-hmm. have a deadline of 30 days to close. So yeah. that is an example of a really fast-moving one. Um, otherwise, if you've got a more expensive home and you need to prepare, you know, Andy and I were talking right before the show about seasonal homes, lake homes, homes with pools. You may be wanting to list later this fall or even during the winter, but you should be preparing for that right now. You should be getting photos and video done right now of pool, mm-hmm. lakeshore, whatever it is, so that people um, have a good view of it. So it may be a year for something mm-hmm. like that. Well, and you know, some of the strategy that we've seen, Danny, too, is where buyers are putting themselves in a position of they want their offers to be accepted, and so they're coming in non-contingent. So what's happening is they're writing their offer, even though they have a house to sell, um, non-contingent, and then they're putting the closing date out a little farther to buffer having two mortgages. And so they basically will have a longer window to get their house sold. And so it's kind of a, a strategy that's been very successful recently, mm-hmm. and I highly recommend it. It's a great way to do it. Yep. You know, when you guys have talked in the past about staging and getting rid of clutter before you present your home for sale, what somebody asked me this question at the station this past week, and I know we've had guests on the show before. What, what are the options? Let's say they have couches and hutches and various things they want to they like put in storage. Are there companies that do that for you? Oh, definitely. There's companies that will come out and remove your junk if it just needs to go away. Um, You could also do what's called a pod and have that delivered to your home, load it up. They come and take it away, and then they'll just deliver it to the next home whenever you're ready. And then you pay a monthly fee for that pod. That's nice. So there's all sorts of different options for that. There's also the dumpster. Yes, there, you can get a dumpster. <laughs> That's what my wife suggested to me. She yes. goes, if you haven't touched it in six months, it goes in the dumpster, you give it to charity. However, sometimes dumpsters are more expensive than yeah. some of those other companies. So it, you, it might be worth getting a bid done. That's T- true. Yeah. Tell you what, you know what? I see the clock tells us it's time for a break. We have another half hour of the show to go, our real estate show. Again, if you have a question here at the fair and would like one of these great insulated mugs just for asking your question, come on up to our uh, railing here. We'll get you a microphone. Or call us, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. If you have a real estate type of question here on CCO, we're doing that very show here this hour like we always do in the 10 o'clock hour. Only this time, we're at the fair, and this time, if you have a real estate question here in the audience and come up, you get to have this nice, insulated, 
a NASA inspired model. Well, Denny, I think we have a listener that would like to ask a question. Sure. All right. If you're selling a house that's already paid off, how long do you have, if you sell it first, how long do you have until you can have to buy a new residence to not pay taxes on the profit? Seth Nielsen, why don't you answer that? So I think the issue here, if you're selling a personal residence, um, there's not really a timeline that you have to buy another house. Mm-hmm. You're going to be taxed or not taxed depending on the amount of capital gain that you have on the sale. So for uh, if, it, if it's your personal house and if you're married, you have up to $500,000 of capital gain, I believe. Um, so there's really not a timeline. You could you could buy another house immediately or you could never buy another house, and it just depends on how much capital gain you have built into your, your current house. Oh, thank that. you for the question. And grab, grab yourself a mug right there. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks for asking the questions. Great. If you have a question via phone, our number is still 651-989-9226. And the text number is the same, too. That's 81807, 81807, <laughs> if that is easier. I'm just having too much fun with the crowd. Sorry. Uh, somebody we were talking about, uh, Andy, would would definitely take a ride in a, uh, 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 what, a uh, if you're here at the fair pulling a wagon, you'd do yeah. that. Uh, someone will take issue with that more than that. They said there should be one day at the fair called No Stroller Day. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, But you know what? you got to have a stroller if you hey, got kids. Hey, we've all got the, the scars on our ankles, I think, yeah, when we had our kids rolling yeah. them around, too. So, All right. Here's another text uh, that uh, came in a bit ago. Uh, if someone files bankruptcy, how long does it take to get approved for a new mortgage? Hmm, Seth, why don't you take that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm not a bankruptcy attorney, and I don't know the exact answer, but I can say that from experience with another case, um, I've heard that it takes somewhere between three and four years before a lender will, will grant a mortgage or will, will right. accept a mortgage. Um, it's a good question. Yeah, there's. Um, I think there's some new rules, too, with FHA, where if your score gets back on track and you have good payment history, they can even do it in less than that. So it, it's a, um, and it, a lot of it has to do with circumstances, I believe, as well. What was the source of the bankruptcy? What was the source of the the situation? And then they can look at it differently. If it's medical, I know it's almost a completely different situation. So, and I'm assuming it depends a little bit on who the lender is. And if you're if you're looking for a government backed mortgage, you're going they're going to be writing those to federal guidelines. Where if you're working with a private lender that's not providing a, a, a mortgage like that, they may have less um, stringent guidelines too. Mm, perfect. I think we have a question here. Yeah, I, I, on the lines of that last guy, I got a, a house that I got a mortgage on. I also have a house that I sold my mom and dad that we're getting back in inheritance. Could I sell both of them homes? Uh, and I built them both. Um, I, they paid me for the one I'm going to inherit back. Uh, if I sell both of them homes and build a new home, do I have to pay any capital gains on either one? Good question. So, again, this is really going to depend on the, the specifics of how the properties are titled. So if your mom or your parents own the property and it's through their estate, it's going to depend a little bit on that. It's never left my name. Okay, so if you own both properties outright and you're selling them both, I guess it, it's going to depend on whether your parents' property was going to be uh, was being used as a personal residence for you, what, whether you're going to be able to shield some capital gains there. My guess is that you're probably not going to be able to on their property, but that you would be able to on your property. Okay, even though it never left my name. Right, it's just, it just it's going to depend. It's hard to answer it without looking at how the title was held and exactly what you're looking to do in the timelines. Yeah, okay. if you email you. Uh, on the mug that you just won, uh, there's uh, you can grab yourself there. There's a website. Send uh, an email back there. We can put you in touch, too, with an accountant. We have a couple great accountants that can answer those uh, specific questions for you and help you out. 
Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks, thanks for, for the listening. Question. Appreciate that. Uh, again, if you uh, are not here at the fair, send us a, a text or give us a call. Uh, we have some text messages. Let's just see if we can't get to them before we run out of time. Uh, I have an interest. Texture says this. I have an interested buyer for my house that wants to rent it for one year. What type of document do I need to be sure I have a sale in one year? Mm. That's interesting. Well, Noel, do you have any insights on that? I was um, looking at the uh, the live feed and missed the question. <laughs> so the question, if, if I heard it right, because I don't have a headset on, it was if they sold a house. They have an interested buyer. Have an interested buyer, but they don't want to buy it for a year, so they're going to do a rental agreement with the buyer. Right. So basically you have a standard rental agreement, Seth, I would assume, right? And then you right. would enter into a purchase agreement where you would reevaluate terms, and, and um, I, I would revisit values because, you know, a lot of times when you go out a year, a house can increase 6%. Uh, like it did last year, or maybe a decrease of six percent. So you do want to be very cautious as a buyer, anyway, in that situation. And then, are there any other clauses? Like if you're the if you're the renter, you want to make sure to protect yourselves. Make sure that that mortgage is getting paid, and make sure that you're not sitting in a situation where you're buying a house that's distressed because you can get yourself into a little bit of a legal battle there too. And the other the other issue too with the the, the party that's selling the property is to recognize that this lease is going to take priority. So if at the end of the lease term that the, the tenant doesn't want to move out or they refuse to move out, it might cause issues with your sale. All right, 651-989-9226 if you want to call in your question or easily send a text, 81807, or come up to our uh, railing here if you happen to be at the fair and you'll win a mug just by asking that real estate question. All right, here's one you guys have heard before. Is an empty house better than the expense of staging when selling? Mm. I sure don't think so. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. You definitely want to have furniture in there. However, if you have no other option, there are now um, photography um, tools where you can add furniture into mm-hmm. the You can the Photoshop that house. stuff in there or something? Yeah. Wow. And Andy, Andy has actually done that a couple times yeah. where you've uh, staged yep. a room digitally. It's actually a, a company, I don't mind plugging them because they're so fantastic, called Brownie Box. And they will do a virtual staging of your property they also can do uh let's say that there's only one day that you can actually get the staging or the uh the the photograph of the house for the listing and what they'll do is they can actually enhance the sky they can you know uh, make sure that the the burnt out spots or the weeds or the whatever you want to clean up um you just have to be careful that when it's an mls photo it cannot be manipulated so for brochures and other things that other people grab and you want to put down in the corner that this is an artist's rendition of the sky or whatever, just to be safe. Because you don't want to misrepresent any way, fashion, nice. um, what the real house looks like because um, that can get us in trouble as real estate agents real fast. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good point. Again, if you want to send a text, 81807. Here's another one uh, you legal eagles can tackle. How do you feel about life estates? Ooh. We so, got the right guy here for that. I, I don't see them a whole lot. We usually no. see people using trusts more, where where people are going to retain the right to use the property, but it's going to provide a better a better transition process when the, the, the couple passes away. They 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 are certainly valid. They work just fine. Uh, we just don't see them a lot. I actually recently had a buyer who was um, coming from Hawaii here to Minnesota. And in Hawaii, that is a much more common scenario. Is it? And, and she didn't realize that that's just not common across the board. But land down there is so scarce and, and so valuable that life estates are the way that a lot of the land well is held down there. Hawaii, and yeah. Down there, a lot of things are, are, are owned via lease, really. I mean, there, there's these 99 long-term, 99-year leases 
And so people that think they own their properties or own their homes, they're really leasing the land back right. in Hawaii. So what? Uh, so if I was, I don't know how much time we have here, Danny. Are we okay with asking a question? Yeah, we're fine. Okay, Seth uh, Nielsen here, uh, attorney. Uh, we, we've got you in studio here. We wanted to ask some questions. So if I'm, um, maybe I don't know what I want to do for my family. I'm a, a, a new to the concept of having a will and setting up some family planning, if you will, for the what ifs of life. Where do you get started? What, what do you, uh, you know, what questions should I be asking of my attorney? Or do I even need an attorney or can I do it myself? Yeah, it's a great question, Andy. You know, m- most people don't know a lot about the estate planning process. They've heard that they should have a will. They've heard that they should talk to somebody at some point, but they just don't know what they don't know. So for most people, the best step would be to contact an attorney and, and start the process. Figure out, you know, where are you at in your, your current situation? What are your goals for your kids and for your family? Yep. Um, do you need a will? Do you need a trust? There are lots of different vehicles that you could consider implementing into an estate plan. And I always sort of uh, like to treat this sort of similar to a business in that a business without a plan is not going to be as successful in the long run. It's the same thing for families. You want to make sure that you have a plan in place so that over the next 10 or 20 or 50 years of your life, you can work towards making that plan be successful. I'll right. tell you what, this, at this point, let's take a break. I know we awesome. have to break uh, at this uh, point every uh, Saturday, and let's do that. We've got more show to come. If you happen to have a real estate question here at the State Fair, come on up to the railing. You just might, I know, you'll get a mug just by asking the question. Absolutely free. Or call us, 651-989-9226. Text number, if that's easier, 81807. More of the real estate show coming up live from the fair. It's now 78 degrees in the Twin Cities. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back on this sunny day here at the Minnesota State Fair at our WCCO Broadcast Center. We're in the midst of our real estate show. And welcome, as usual, your real estate-related questions. Either here at the fair, where, by God, if you come up here, you can win this. Uh, I know it's, it's not really NASA-inspired, is it really? I mean, maybe it is. Yeah. Because it really works. I know I use it at home. Yeah, they're good it's, mugs. They, they've no, been they good are. for us. And they, you know, it's like I said, if you're going to give some away, give some away people want. And these mugs are usable. had such a great response. Yeah, so. very good. If you have a real estate question, uh, come on up and, uh, and ask that very thing. Well, it looks like we have one right oh, here. Good. Hi, I was just wondering if I could homestead a home in the cities and also have some land somewhere else. Could I homestead land also? Okay, that's a good question. So, Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, my understanding is that you, you're only entitled to one homestead, so it's an exemption and, uh, for creditor purposes and then also for tax purposes. So if right. you already have one property that's homesteaded, I don't think you can homestead a separate one. But if you're looking at... Even if it's just land? Right, so the homestead is tied to where you live. So if you live on the land and that's your primary residence, you could homestead it, but you mm-hmm. couldn't have a second homestead. Yeah, and I think there's some rules there. I'm sure there's a few accountants right now dialing into the show, but there's because there are exceptions. Like if your wife lives for her job in another location and you're married, I think there's rules that apply to that. If it's, but if it's more than 50 miles away, I think is yeah, the rule. Yeah, right. You know. Yep. So there there are rules to it, and we'd love to get you an answer. So you you want a mug there? Uh, Help yourself. Feel free to go to our Prasky.com website, and then I can uh, email us, and we'll email you back an answer. From one of our uh, accounts. Thank you for asking. Good to do. Thanks for stepping up to the uh, broadcast center here. Uh, Texter wants you guys to talk about putting a home in a trust. You mentioned the word trust before. What's the process there? That's a good one for Seth. Sure. So we do this every day. You know, uh, p- putting homes in trust is a really a great way to provide for the long-term 
uh, goals of a family. Putting that, the property in a trust really allows the owners to keep living in the property as long as they're alive, but it also then allows for the smooth transition of the property to their family or to whoever they want to leave it to once they're gone. It's a really simple process. You have to have your trust set up first. Uh, the next process uh, would be then to transfer the property via some sort of a deed into the name of the trust. And a lot of people get a little bit uneasy when they think about trust. They think that they're parting with the possession of their property or with control. Generally, we're, we're dealing with revocable trust, though. So the person whose property it is, they'll then be the trustee of the trust, and they'll be the person that's making all the decisions about what happens with the property, whether you keep it, whether you live in it, whether you sell it. All right, very good. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is the phone number. The text number is eight one eight zero seven. Here's one: If you homestead a home and the title is under an LLC, is it protected under bankruptcy court? Another another good question. So. Th- I don't know the exact answer to it. It's going to depend a little bit on, I guess, the circumstances. But, again, homesteading is tied to possession or who's actually living in the property. So who actually owns it is a different situation. It's the same issue with a trust where a trust can own your home, uh, but you can still homestead it if you're living there. So I'm assuming it's the same thing, and the the bankruptcy court creditor rules are going to depend on whether or not it may or may not be protected. All right, Denny, we had a Facebook question here for you. Oh, okay. It says, uh, Kenny wants to know if spending 3 to 4K on sidewalk replacement, staining and stamping, will he get his money back? Noel, what do you think? Oh, that's a tough one. I think it depends on what the current status is of the sidewalk, what um, style and how expensive the property is. If you are looking at a more expensive home, probably $500,000 or more, I would probably say yes, because in that case, people are going to expect everything to be immaculate, including the exterior and the landscaping of the home. That would be part of that. However, if you're looking at a house that is less than that, it just depends on what the, the situation is with mm-hmm. the sidewalk. If it's kind of crumbling and or if there is none or if there's currently just pavers, then it might be worth it. But mm-hmm. that, that would be a good one to have an actual agent come out to your home and evaluate and, and let you know before you spend the money on that. And that's great advice. I think that there's one thing I would consider is that um, I would do it. I love to see a little more splash in the front of the house to get that curb appeal. And if, if especially if you're in a competitive market where you're in that 250 to 350 range and there's a lot of competitors going up for sale in your neighborhood, it's going to make you stand out. It's going to get those eyes on your house, which might give you the attention you need to get the offer you want. So um, so it, it really does depend, doesn't it? But if the rest of the neighborhood doesn't have similar uh, updates to the homes, it might be over the top. It, yeah, might, no, it might not be necessary. I, I agree with that. I think that I'm not, you know, if it was a, a $50,000 four-season porch edition, I think I would really stop and hesitate. But if it's under $10,000 in that price point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid of it. All right, here's a text uh, that says this. I was looking at a listing, and it had 2.1 bathrooms. Now, this was in Portland, Oregon, and they're weird, it says here. I, that's not, those are not my words. But what does that mean? What is one-tenth of a bathroom? <laughs> I think that was a typo. Yeah. You think? Yeah. yeah. There is no such say, thing. You'd have to have good aim for the a point small, one. Maybe a, maybe a 2.5 bathroom? Yeah, a smallest point. bathroom is a point two five, and that's generally the toilet sitting in the basement. And ah. and those are still common. You see them a lot in, in like, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Yep. They put a toilet right in the middle of the basement. I, I don't know. They're kind of creepy. Well, before the show is over, we may get a text from Portland, Oregon. Somebody who lives there says, no, <laughs> there is such a thing as a 2.1 house uh, bathroom. 
Uh, I'm buying a house this month, Texter says. What's a good percentage rate to lock in at? Boy. Well, will the rate go up or down this month? You got that well, crystal ball? Well, yesterday they were at 4.51% nationally, and that's kind of a, a fluctuating number that was put out by uh, Freddie Mac. Um, so that's what I saw yesterday. An interesting stat, though, the, uh, the affordability of, of mortgage rates that are so low. A lot of these younger buyers are coming out thinking, oh, rates are crazy. My friends have rates in the threes. Most of the people listening to this uh, probably have rates in the 6 and 7 and 8% range. And back, I think it was in uh, ni- it was 1981, I think we had a rate that was pushing 18.3%. So historically, we're in money's on sale. It still is. Even at 5%, it's still on sale. Yep. We have about two minutes to go. Let's see if we can't help some other folks out here. Um, do all banks charge a Freddie Mac fee on closing costs? My credit score is 712. You're looking at each other. I didn't hear. The, is a Freddie Mac oh, fee? Yeah, I'm, yes. Do all banks charge a Freddie Mac fee on closing costs? Uh, not necessarily. No, no I don't yeah. even. I don't know what a Freddie Mac fee is, which is a good thing because <laughs> that probably means it doesn't exist. Yeah, I was um, wondering if there know, was we, something I didn't know there. That's why I yeah, sat there. There's a there's a VA <laughs> there's a VA funding fee that sometimes is paid by the seller or can be financed on top of the loan of the purchase price. It's not affected by the appraisal. Um, and and Travis Whitford would be the guy that maybe saved that question for him for next week, and we can. Uh, yeah, right. we've got about a minute to go. Maybe we can squeeze in one more here. Uh, maybe Seth would uh, feel this one. Cabin ownership in an LLC, a good or bad idea? It, it really depends on the situation. Generally, it's a great idea if parents want to provide for the cabin and for use of the cabin for the next generation. It's, there's a lot of planning that goes into to, to it, though, and making sure that the kids understand what that means and making sure that the kids actually want to take ownership of the cabin. If you want to keep it in the family, either an LLC or a trust could both be a good option. Yeah, but it depends. Well, and Denny, you've seen a lot of Noel's videos. She has Realtor Boy a lot of times, and his limo actually got stuck in traffic. He was going to make an appearance today. <laughs> oh. So uh, he missed the bus. Uh, yeah. Out of luck. Well, maybe what we, what we could do now, we're going to be back in studio next week, of course, but maybe in the meantime, we could find out how to get in touch with each one of you guys. Huh? How do we do sure. that? Sure. For me, you can uh, easily go on my website. It's brightbirch.com, or you can just Google my name, and I'll come up on Facebook with my videos, Noelle Nielsen with an E-N. And for me, probably the eas- easiest way would be our firm's website, which is HealyDuncan.com, or you can search for Seth Nielsen on the Internet also. Wow. How about you, Andy? I'm the same old Prasky, P-R-A-S-K-Y.com. As always, free stuff, free tools, nosy neighbor reports, all that fun stuff. So. Absolutely. And free mugs if you buy a house. And get some no. folks some <laughs> mugs here before we leave. What do you say? Uh, we're just about out of time. I want to say again, we'll be back in studio next week with more real estate. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.